have you been watching Whiskey Week? Uh, talking of watching things and clocks and all the rest of it. I've, I've, I've been watching bits and pieces. I haven't. I haven't had uh, much time to be honest. Uh, I've, I've been kind of busy the last couple of days. Uh, I, 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 yeah, I've been involved in manual labour for the last couple of days, Justin, and it hasn't sat well with me. What have you been doing? I'm glad I didn't call down for that steak dinner because you would have got me roped into the manual labour. What, what have you been doing? Building a greenhouse for my stepmother. Okay, um, yeah. And I had, yeah. To level, I had to not only level the ground, I had to put it all up and all of that kind of stuff. Uh, now, I, I sort of quit manual labour a few years ago. And uh, I've been trying to avoid it as deftly as I can. <laughs> but I've <laughs> doing this. Uh, that's, that's what I like to hear. Uh, so you sort of missed the greenhouse season, but you have to get the plotted plants in around uh, sort of Easter time, don't you, sort of thing, yeah? Well, there was, there was some negotiations as to the person she was buying it off. Uh, so uh, there was protracted negotiations, and I wish they'd been a bit more protracted. Then we could have got someone else to do it. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> so, listen, when did, when are you appearing at Belfast Whiskey Week then? Because the next time I talk to you, 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 you'll have done your part. Yeah? yeah, I'm I'm doing on Monday. I'm doing the introduction to Irish whiskey. So there is 15 distilleries, 18 whiskies, um, on all day. Um, there, there's gaps and there's breaks between. I'm not. No one will have to endure me wittering away for for a full seven hours. So uh, it's it's lots of the distilleries are coming on. Guys from the distilleries, people who have had their boxes um, sent out to them, uh, they'll be able to join in. They'll be able. To, Eighteen whiskies, bit of a push, but uh, you'll be able to uh, get some flavor of what was going on uh all day so yeah i would i would imagine it's difficult to get stuff for it because it's uh it's basically uh sold out is it i believe yes my my gig sold out yeah uh there's still a few uh events over the whiskey week that are there's still a few packages left not everything's sold out so if anyone wants to join in anyone wants to um join in for the, for the last couple of days it has to be people in Northern Ireland all the same. You can't do it in, in the US because there just wouldn't be time to get the boxes out. But in Northern Ireland, I think if you order it on Monday, it probably you could get it again for the end of the week. So, Okay. So listen, tell us what it is this week because I haven't a clue what this is all about this week. It's 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 totally, totally beyond me. Uh, I mean, it... To infinity and beyond, uh, are, you, are you baking sourdough and the, and the stuff appears forever then afterwards? Well, it's something kind of like that. But before, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm having a little one of these tonight, okay? Wow, that looks fabulous. Blackberry wine? Blackberry wine. This, this was made for me by uh, a, a mutual friend of ours, Petra, who I know watches. Um, and she, she gave me this last week. So this is me just finishing this off, okay? Very nice, very, very nice indeed, yes. She brought me up last week. So she made this by herself. Now, this is now finished. This is a key point in the whole thing. Now, to infinity and beyond, what I mean by that is, essentially, whiskey, if it's kept right, and it's stored properly and looked after, basically lives forever, Okay. 
it, okay. it, it, it doesn't tarnish or sour or whatever. So there's a number of things that you can do with this to your advantage. Okay. Now, I'm going to explain a few things prior to getting into all the, 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 the sort of the more technicality, technical stuff, I should say. And I'm going to talk a little bit about it's primarily a sherry thing, and it's called the Solera method. Okay. Now, Solera comes from Spanish, it means on the ground. And what happens is, and this is obviously massively simplified, is you fill a barrel, okay? You fill one barrel with your, your sherry. So that's year one. So it ages a year, and then the next year you fill another cask. The next year you fill another one, and you, you move them on. So until, say, they are the, the first barrel is, say, five years old, okay? Then what you do is you empty half of that cask and bottle it and sell it. So it's a five-year-old sherry. You then fill the five-year-old cask, or the half of the cask that's left, you top it up with the four-year-old sherry. The four-year-old gets topped up by the three-year-old, the three-year-old by the two-year-old, the two-year-old by the one-year-old, etc., 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 etc. Now the idea of that is that the eldest cask is half filled with six-year-old sherry and half filled with five-year-old. So the average cask, the average age of that cask is always slightly higher than, than it necessarily should be, if you know what I mean. Oh, 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 and that okay, okay. is to bring out lots and lots and lots of flavours out into the cask to give it more of an age and to help flavor the older stuff in the barrel imparts uh, flavor compounds flavors to the, the newer casks you're always bringing it up to bring that little bit half filling this cask all the time and it drops down now, this is a method it's very 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 labor intensive uh, and as always the more labour-intensive it is, the more expensive it is. But this is really seen as as being the, the best way, the best way of having um, sherry, uh, ageing it. Now, they do it with um, beer, they do it with vinegar, they do it with brandy, very expensive vinegar. Um, they do it with brandy, uh, wine, sherry, and they do it with whiskey as well. Not very common in the whiskey world, but it is done. So I've got a bottle of Glenfiddich Solera cask. Okay, now I'm using this. There's a reason I'm using this. Now I'll get onto the a more uh, how would you put it the, the more um, appropriate stuff a bit later on. But I want to talk about this for a little bit because I find it very interesting. This is a 15 year old whiskey. But, remember, I told you before, 15-year-old is the youngest whiskey that's in this. So it's aged for 15 years. Now, what happened was, um, back in 1998, Glenfiddich built a Solera vat. Okay? Now, they filled it up uh, with the 15-year-old, 
and it is. I better read the back of this because I actually forget what's on it. I um, reckon you know it off the word with word, Marty. 15 year old bourbon, New York, and sherry casks. They then marry it and put it into the Solera vat. Now, the vat holds 37,000 litres of whiskey. Uh, it finished in there, it's taken out, it's finished, it ends up in another vat before being bottled. Now that vat, since it was built in 1998, has never been emptied. It's only wow. ever sort of half emptied. So you still have in there, probably in, in very small quantities, some of the very, very original whiskey that went in it. Um, this is really good, actually. I, I'm not, I don't tend to be a huge fan of Nomphitic, if I'm totally honest. I think the Founders Reserve uh, which you'd find in most of the supermarkets on North. I think it was awful. This, on the other hand, is quite interesting. It does have, for a 15-year-old whiskey, it's got a very good age to it. It feels, it feels older, and it comes from that sort of, if you like, that imparting of flavours over from the very old stuff that's still in that vat, imparting over to, to the younger stuff that's coming in. So it's really, really, really good. Uh, how it's got nice complexity to it, nice balance, and as I say, it's got this unique sort of sherry essence to it that's coming through, and it's it's really, really, really good. How does but it's it... this process? It's the Solera method, where you always retain that little bit of the very old stuff into the newer stuff, and it just it adds age. So how does this actually uh, work then, Marty? It, does it mean there's a wee bit always left in it? It kind of does. It means it's all, there's always some of the original uh, whiskey that was put into that vat is always there. It always comes through. So you're always getting at least... I mean, I know these, these, these are fractions. I mean, tiny little bits, but it's this fractional blending that gives the imports a bit more age to what is essentially a 15-year-old whiskey. But you're talking, there's still going to be elements and traces and, and probably fairly deep, complex flavour compounds that are coming all the way from 1998. You know, so, and as that goes on, it's going to get more and more complex. How did they come up with this system, Marty? How did people discover that this would would work? I mean, is this a thing to do with consistency? Well, they've been doing this in, in Spain for a very long time with, with, with the cherries. So it's who come up with it, who knows? It's, it's lost in the sort of mists of time. It's there. Now, do all whiskies actually use this system or, or only them particular ones? that? This is this is the only mainstream one that uses it. Um, this is a, it's called the Solera because this is a this is a a, a a method that they've copied essentially from from sherry. Uh, there's 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 been other people doing this, but this is the sort of the one that you'll be able to get quite easily. Now that surprises me because normally the main brands all jump on the bandwagon, and once one starts doing it, they all start doing it. I think the thing about it is it's it's quite labour intensive, and you need to I mean you need to have um the room to build uh, another vat 
just to store that, then another vat to bring that out. And, you know, you, you have to double up and everything. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you have this. Um, it's another industrial process, if you like, for the bigger the bigger distilleries. I, I can see this catching on and becoming much more of a thing. Um, because, this, as I say, this is, this is good. I like this. Okay. Do do you think others should follow it then and and, and do that? I mean, but obviously they have to have access because that seems even more complicated than than any other barrel system I've ever seen before in my life. Yeah, I, I think I think it should. Uh, I, I definitely think it's worth um, doing because it it does it lends itself to having uh, much more complexity, even in. I mean, fifteen-year-olds quite old. It's a reasonable age, so but you are getting elements in there that you know are much older than that, much older than that. So fifteen years, it, it takes back to two thousand and five. You know that there's absolutely older parts in that that have been in that vat, and it's the vat's made of oak. I, I read somewhere because obviously I did a little checking on this. I read somewhere that it was. Uh, Norwegian spruce, but it's not. It's it's on the website, but it's oak. Now, oak is the the casks that are made from oak, and the, the reason for that is that, that imparts flavour onto the whiskey. So there's bits in that that have been going in and out of the cask for for well, twenty two years. So you know that it's getting it's getting more aging in this vat, and then obviously being able to 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 go a bit further, you know. So I, I, I like this. I think it's, I think it's worth it. Now, now, I've tried Solera's before, but but it must have been a wine. It must. I don't think it, it was an actual whiskey that I've tried. Uh, there's other things labelled Solera as well. Do they, they use that similar method as well? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, there's beers, uh, there's beers and vinegars that do it, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and some of these have been doing this for a very, very long time. Now... I'll get on to a little bit more of that a little bit later. But you take it, some of the vinegars even have, would have been doing this for 100 years. Is that like balsamic vinegar? Do, do they do that? I think I've maybe seen that, Solera, Solera balsamic vinegar. Maybe, maybe imagine things. Uh, I must admit, when, when you come up with this vinegar, uh, this infinity thing, I thought, what's he, what's he on about? Well, I'm gonna, I'll, get, I'll, I'll, I'll up the ante on it in a little minute, but I'll just, I'll just say that this... If you imagine um, a company's been producing balsamic vinegar for a hundred years and using this method, so long as that bottle isn't empty, there'll always be a little bit of the original stuff there, always, because it might just be in very very trace amounts, but it's still there because it's almost impossible to get rid of. <laughs> so, so you have. Um, some very, very, very deep, rich flavors just sitting there, and and I think it, I think it's, uh, it'll explain why a lot of this is quite expensive. Whenever you, you know, whenever you look at it, that this intensive method of swapping about barrels and casks is is where the price is going to be. You know. Okay. Now. Uh... We'll go through some of the uh, comments this week because they've been coming thick and fast. Let me see who's been saying hello. We're, we're, we're 17 minutes in already, Marty. 
I know, just well, we're, near, we're nearly a third of the way through it. Every week it goes faster and faster and faster. I almost think I'm in a time machine. Let me see what uh, Brona Masolover saying. She's just saying hello. Uh, Julie Mason, hello to you, Brona. Uh, waving. She, she looks like she's down the beach somewhere. Uh, uh, let me see. Uh, Julie Mason there uh, this evening is saying hello. Evening, Marty and Justin. Even to you, Julie. And uh, let me see. Good evening, uh, uh, one and all, from Mark Kerr. Uh, yes, uh, welcome along, Mark. Uh, so, Mark, yes, Mark's agreeing with me. So, there's some 20 plus year old whiskey in there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It, it seems to me it's it's a bit like cheese. It's the only game where you want the older the better. <laughs> you and I both like very extra mature cheddar cheese. There's the, 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 the term mild cheddar cheese should be just struck from the English language. It's a rather well, horrendous. horrendous. <laughs> Uh, yes, uh, Patrick Connor saying hello as well. Good evening to you. And uh, let me see. Last week we had our biggest week ever. We're heading towards the five thousand mark in views. No, no, Justin, Justin, you're a bit behind, son. We're heading towards six thousand. Oh, we're heading towards six thousand views. So I was, I was out all day at Oxford Island. So I haven't. Yes. haven't... What, what were you doing today? While I was doing manual labour. Um, sitting on my backside in Oxford Island, watching the boats go by. Um, uh, James Moira Doherty's been in touch. Remember, if you want to say hello, remember to comment, like, and share. Watch us on the main stream, which is ulsterwhiskey.com on Facebook or Irish Whiskey Review as the short method of finding it. But James Moira Doherty is saying, uh, the GF Solera was designed by Mike Weber, brilliant man, RIP, and Dave Stewart, the malt master at Glenfiddich and Balvenie. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yes. Um, we will get to Balvenie in a little minute. Now, that's the Solera cask at Glenfiddich. Now, you can <laughs> see how that take up a fair amount of room. So some of the smaller distilleries are not, I mean, they just wouldn't have the facilities to do this kind of thing. Um yeah, uh, and as James says, uh, th th this, was, this was real good. This was really good. Um, so, but I want to move on because this is blended by a professional, okay? This is blended by experts. This is blended by me. What? This, Hold this, on Hold on, you to put you on screen on your own because I want to see this. I didn't know this. You, 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 you've kept this a secret. You've kept it. Yes. Hold it. Hold it. To the camera. Hold it up to the camera. This is my infinity bottle. Okay. Wow. Right now, what do I mean by an infinity bottle, Justin? This it's in an old Balvenie bottle, and you'll see that I have written some stuff on it, and and so on and so forth. Because the reason of this, this Balvenie is probably, Balvenie 12 is this particular bottle I've had for a quite a considerable period of time. And it was one of the very first whiskies that I, uh, I bought that wasn't Blackbush or, or something fairly cheap. If you like, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not disparaging any of the, the, the sort of cheaper brands, but this is £36 a bottle, which at the time was me going, What they do, what they do. I tasted some more expensive whiskey than, than the normal, but I, I thought, Right, 
want to do this. I want to learn more about this. I want to sort of hone my craft, if you like. And this was one of the very first bottles that I bought. So this very bottle actually means something to me. Okay, it's important. Now, I drank it down to about here. Okay. Knowing that that was kind of the, kind of the borderline, uh, if it goes kind of below that, you might as well drink the rest of it because the oxygen gets to hit it and kind of knocks it about a bit and, and kind of ruins it. So I kind of left it that it would be there. I didn't know what to do with it. I didn't have the heart to kill it off. Excuse me, two seconds. I didn't have the heart to kill this off. But what I can do is because whiskey doesn't spoil, if I blend in this bottle, I will always, forever and ever, have a little bit of this liquid that came from this in this bottle. Okay? Now, mm -hmm. we'll do a little bit of the sciencey bit in this. Because I know people will go, oh, well, that's not really, that's not particularly true, blah, blah, blah. Well, in one drop of water, okay, now I know whiskey's a more complicated substance than water, but to give you an idea, in one drop of water, there's 1.67 sextillion molecules, okay? Now, the weight of the planet Earth is six sextillion tons, okay? Which kind of gives you puts it in scale. These are numbers that you, the human brain is not designed to, to cope with. Okay? We just aren't. A sextillion is a one with 21 zeros behind it. Okay? Yeah, it's all screen there, by the way. I don't know where you can see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now, we're very used to using the number like a million and occasionally the word billion, okay? But to put it in perspective, a million seconds is just short of 12 days, okay? So if someone says they're a millionaire, okay, if you were counting a pound every second, it would take you nearly 12 days to count it. If someone says they're a billionaire, it takes you 32 years at a pound a second. Okay, so that's how many seconds. That's the difference between a million and a billion. So whenever someone says that Jeff Bezos and Bill Gates is worth like 70 billion, that gives you an idea of just how much money they're actually worth. Yep. <laughs> now, a trillion, as it's on there, is 31,710 years. A sextillion is a billion times bigger than that. Okay? Okay. Yes. That's, that's in one drop of water. Okay. This probably had 150 milliliters left. So if you scale that up, there are, it, it, it's impossible to even quantify how many molecules is in that ball. Now, I know people will come on because there's always someone says this. It says, well, they don't always say this, but someone will say, oh, but whiskey isn't, whiskey is much more complex. There's not the, We'll not argue over a, a couple of hundred billion out of this, you know, because it's not really, <laughs> it's just an enormous number. This was filled up, I filled this up, but that residual amount of Balvenie is in this bottle, okay? I then 
there's a couple of ways that you can do this, these infinity bottles. And I was talking to to one of the distillers from one of the local distilleries there during the week. And he said, I haven't started an, uh, an infinity bottle because I don't really know where to start. Well, what I did was, I'm not aiming to turn this into the nicest blend of whiskey in the world. That's not really what the purpose of this for me is, okay? The purpose for this for me is this will never run out because although I've taken a little bit out of it, I will top this up once it goes down a little bit further off. I'll top it up with something else. This for me is about memories, okay? That bottle of Balvenie will always be in here. And what I did was, what I do, because this appeals to the total nerd in me, right, is I have a book. And this is basically a diary. And when I was, I, I started with this as the base bottle, I opened it up, I wrote out where I had got my Balvenie from, when I got it, what it meant to me, etc. Who, who I had let taste out of this, all of these little memories. It gets brain jogging, okay? Mm-hmm. I then... Uh, I had this little miniature, okay? Now you see the little boat? That's, that's, that's be like something you see in the day while I was out grafting and building greenhouses. That, that's the Waverly. I, I've been on the Waverly, yes. Yes. I bought this as a miniature of the boat. Um, it's got the whiskey bar on it. So I popped down, had a couple of reasonably good whiskies, and bought a little miniature for myself. But the problem was the neck fell and started to drop a little bit. So if I had left it a few years, it turns around, there's very little left in it, and basically, it's just a bottle. However, what I did, I put it in here. I poured okay. it in. I then, and this was this, this jogs your memory again, I wrote in this about the day out I had on the Waverley, which I went with some family, went down, we had a great day, the weather wasn't great, but um, I got to see the, the, the you know, the, the, the engine in the Waverly is just something, it's just amazing, it's beautiful. Yes, it's a work of art itself. Absolutely. I mean, anyone that doesn't know what the Waverly is, it's a paddle steamer, it's an ocean going paddle steamer, and it used to ply its trade up and down the Clyde, taking people like Billy Conley when they were kids, used to go on, on, on days out on the Waverly. Now, it's the last of those paddle steamers that's still in existence. So, I wrote up about my stuff about the Waverley in this. I then got this, which is uh, just, it's a bottle. I opened a few, I opened, I opened a live on this a few weeks ago, and I kind of thought, right, well, this, this sort of means a bit of something to me, because I started doing these shows, opened this, and yeah, I put a drop of that in it, and I put, I put that in. All of these bottles that are here, mean something to me okay now people go red breast 21 in an infinity ball yeah there's a story behind that i'm not going to delve into all of these because some of it's quite personal okay yeah bottles that are bought to you or bought for you for say it's for a birthday you can put that in and you'll always have a little bit of that in this forever can i does it work? Does it work, Marty? Does it work? Do you do you do you do you ruin what's left, or or are you helping preserve what's left by not letting the oxygen get to it because the, the bottle's full? 
Exactly. But the idea of this, Justin, is for me, I'm not a blender. I'm not a blender. I, I, t- there's, there's, there's lots of people out there take a different view of this, doing an infinity bottle. They'll, they'll detect that there's um, some very light, uh, you know, sort of, once they have a sort of idea of what they want to put in it and they've, they've bottled up, they'll think, well, um, I've taken a few few half ones out of that. Um, that it, it's quite uh, estery, it's quite green, it's quite, you know, it's, it's got sort of apple fruits in it. What we'll do is we'll maybe go and take a, another light whiskey to try and bring that out. See, blending's a very, very, very complicated thing. <clears throat> what you're trying to do is create something better than the sum of its parts. <clears throat> Excuse me, I need to drink. So you have to. Tr- you're trying to create something better than the sum of its parts. And <clears throat> that becomes a, a real skill and an art. So someone may take an infinity ball and they'll have a very sort of clear idea of what they want to put in it. They want to, they want to keep it quite light, keep it quite fresh, maybe and slowly put in um, a, a couple of measures of something that's a, a rum cask finish or something to try and open that up and give it that sweet sort of sugary flavour to, to complement something else that they've detected in it or whatever. And that's one way of doing it. For me... I'm not really all that concerned about how this ends up tasting. It may not be very good, <laughs> but I can keep doing it. I can keep going on. This this bottle can be with me to the end of my days, and it might by accident come out and go, that's actually really, really good. But you won't remember I... how you made it, Marty. Ah, <laughs> oh, you have the book. But the point is, for me, this book's more important than what's in that ball, because this book, this book tells tells the story of it, and I've mentioned this a lot of times before. The point of whiskey as a spirit, whiskey's not vodka. It's not that just to go and get drunk with. It's certainly not at, at this kind of level. It's about experience. It's about memories. It's about having a I, 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 I drank with you in Lagavulin, having had a wonderful day out. It's yeah. a you know, kind of thing that you're trying to remember about why you enjoy some of these. I have, I have a couple of whiskies that I don't particularly like the flavour of, but I've had them with people or I've had an experience with people or I was given it by someone. or It's that kind of memory that you really can put into a ball, and I think there's something really quite, if I'm being totally honest, quite romantic about the fact that I can have a bottle of whiskey that my dad bought me, and there'll always be a little bit of it in that bottle, always. I must admit, it, it does it does have an enormous, enormous uh, sentimental value I can see enormous sentimental value can be, become attached to that ball you know that that's that's what that would would mean for me because I, I know I know somebody has one of the last rums uh, that was bought on board uh, a Royal Naval vessel you know that uh, is a pussy rum or something or pussy rum with it that, that and, and they've kept it and they've kept it and they've kept and do you know what the silly bugger never got to drink it <laughs> that's the way 
I, he never got the drink it. That's the way it goes. Whereas you're always drinking it. Well, this year you can always drink this. I mean, even if you put 10 mil in this, it's in it. And it'll always be in it. And it, you can have that written up in a book and have it as a as a, as a story you tell yourself or, or a memory and all that kind of stuff. I, I kind of regret I got a little bottle of uh, a, a man that I really, really, really respected <clears throat> who came up to me one day and he said, I have, I was given a bottle of whiskey and I never thought very much about it. Um, I had it in a cupboard and I come home one day, me and a friend were out fishing and we come home one day and we were cold and wet and I cracked it open and we had a, a half or two out of it. And I have it sitting up there. I only found out after the fact, a considerable period after the fact, that he had he had an eighteen year old bottle of Macallan that had been bottled in like the nineteen seventies or something. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He found out it's probably worth about two thousand pounds. Right. And he cracked he cracked the open, he warm warm the old cockles, you know. And it was <laughs> and then he turned around and presented me with a, a, a manager of it, and he says, "Here, take it with you, and, and tell me what you think." Right. And that's uh, a mutual friend of our owners, uh, Doctor Jonathan Barden. Yeah. And he gets to me. He unfortunately lost his life to coronavirus earlier on in the year. I, I would and imagine I'm, there's an awful lot of people uh, have that sort of bottle in their back cupboard, sitting there somewhere, and they might be glancing through the internet at the minute and see this and go. Oh, I can buy a new boat. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But I mean the thing is, I, I regret not having had that and putting even a even a, a, a drop in this and then I could have wrote it in the story. You know, it yeah. could have been part, part uh, of the book. I'm with you. I'm with you. A couple of people are, are commenting. If you'd like to join in tonight, always comment, like, and share at the Irish Whiskey Review Stroke Live page. Uh let me see what Mark Kerr saying tonight. Mark Kerr saying, I'll have to pick a bottle now. Yes. What what should, what should you start with, Marty? If you're if you're going to do this and, and do your own infinity bottle, what should you, what should you start with? What I would st start with is something of reasonable quality that's not particularly heavily flavored. Something quite subtle. Okay. So don't be starting with a very heavy sherry bomb whiskey. Or don't be starting with a very heavy peated whiskey. There's a reason I have this setting out, okay? Okay. I this is McMyra, the Swedish whiskey. And this was bought to me as as a present after I had finished doing the blue badge tourist guide exam. Um so it brought to me after I was after I'd left my job, etc. etc. Um this was bought as a gift for basically it sums up to me an entirely new career direction and a whole new basically a new life in many ways but it's very it's quite heavily peated now if i put that into my infinity bottle all i'll taste is peat so what i would advise against and again this is entirely up to whoever it is that's making this this is your bottle this is your blend this is your um, investment if you like I would advise not to put in 
your any of your Lefroigs, your your um, Art Beggs. Nothing uh, too nothing too peaty. Then you're basically saying, I would avoid. If I'm totally honest, I doubt if it PE will ever go in this because it just overpowers pretty much everything. By the same token, I probably won't ever put a bourbon in it. Um, I will put in some of the non-peated scotches uh, and Irish. And I think that's probably all I'll put in that. Mark, Mark Kerr saying he loves, is that the Swedish one, the McMara? That's, that's really, really, really good. Uh, again, uh, it's one of those ones that's quite a surprising, quite a surprising whiskey. Um, people, people. I mean, we talked about this. Sweet, Sweden's vodka country. Finland and Sweden's still vodka country, isn't it? More, more usually. More so, um, but they are making whiskey and making really good quality whiskey. Um, but we were talking about this last week about all these new countries that are making lots and lots of whiskey and. It's, it's, it's head spinning to try and keep up with just how much they're making. Right. I must admit, do you think uh, the 6,000 viewers near near double the average, uh, do you think it was down to the fact that we covered so many countries last week uh, uh, and we reached out to people and people heard their country mentioned when it was comet like and shared around the world? Justin, this, this is in the realms of the imponderable. I didn't think we'd get any more than about 50 people coming on to slag us off. Now we're getting <laughs> <laughs> Of people. <laughs> I thought I thought there, there there would be very few people coming on, but we were getting these thousands of people watching this every week. And, uh, I, I, I told you, you, you knew, I told you you knew your stuff. You see, I told you a couple of years ago you should do this, and you you kept on putting it off and putting it off. And uh, I mean, I must admit, I'm learning wonderful things about whiskey that I never knew, and uh, getting to try fantastic stuff. Uh, that you know and. You know this sort of thing. I, I've been around distilleries and breweries before and heard it before, but there's there is thousands of years of expertise going into some of these uh, ideas and concepts, isn't there? Yeah, well, there is, and, and I mean, I like I like drinking whiskey. I love whiskey, but it's much, much more than that. And Okay, some rums do it, fair enough, but whiskey is a different animal than pretty much any other alcoholic drink. Possibly Guinness is, is you know, it's a slightly different concept. But you, you can bring in lots of different stories behind it, different methods of it, that, that sort of ge the geography of the whole thing, etc., etc. And it's just a different story, and that, that appeals to me on a totally different level, you know. Is it down to the mystique and cachet behind it that uh, drives people's interest in, in in whiskey forward, or or, or what, it, what? What is it? I, th I think the thing about it is you have totally different um, flavor profiles. You, you essentially have stuff from like very weak tea to to, to things that are like treacle. I mean, I've I've bought over there which. Um, it's it's actually an Alcantoshan, which is like nearly jet black. It, you know, it's it's very very. Um, it's a cask strength. Left it straight out of a cask and a bottle. Mm -hmm. Again, that given to me as a present, but it's quite it's quite complex. I doubt if it will end up in this, but um, it's really really good. Uh, but you have this. Um, I mean, this is whiskey, and it tastes nothing like this. Nothing. So. 
whenever I hear people saying, I, I don't like whiskey. Well, you haven't tried the right one. It's, there's such a range of flavors that you, you can just play with them and you can really, really make them zip, you know. Uh, there's ways, different ways of drinking them. People have them on cocktails. And I know there's loads of people go, oh, you can't put ice in it and you can't put... And if it's your drink, you do what you want with it, in my opinion. Um, I personally, I would prefer just the, the raw product sometimes with a little drop of water. But when you drink it, you're buying into a story and a narrative and a, a, a geography and, and all of that and that history. And especially if you drink it with someone that you care about. I mean, if, if you, you take it that you have Redbreast 21, this, this is an expensive whiskey. I mean, this, this is the best part of £200. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I, I, I think it's, it's, I mean, if you order a drink of that, it's uh, you, you've a couple of 20 quid notes, uh, uh, you know, so you might as well buy the bottle for yourself. Mark Kerr, <laughs> one of our top fans, is saying uh, memory solar rather than a flavor solar. <laughs> what's what's he That's, getting at? Yeah, I mean, he's talking about this, this being a memory bottle, and that's yeah. what it is for me. I, I know guys who are. Uh, have their, their infinity bottles uh, and what they're doing is they are trying to become amateur blenders to, to try and bring out what they think will be something that really appeals to them um, I, I personally don't see how that would work for me, it's just not something that I would do um, i I much rather have it in my book this, this is more important than that um, and I think it, it's as you go through a whiskey journey, which I know is a bit of a cliche, but as you're going through this kind of thing, this tells a story. And if, if I live for another 50 years, I can still have this bottle. And the very glass that it's in actually means something to me. And there's, I mean, there's, there's other stuff behind all of this, and I, I wouldn't go into it because it's quite personal. Um, and there's, I mean, there's, there's other stuff that's quite personal as well. Um, and, and yeah, um, and there's a reason for all of that and that's to me much more important as, than what this actually tastes like I don't want it to taste horrific so I won't put in anything that I think would, would sour the whole bottle so that's why I wouldn't put peat in it nor would I put in a really really heavy sherry bone whiskey in it because it just would be it would just dominate the thing too much so just a few simple rules, and, and this can last me forever. And I can taste, I can taste the history of the whole thing every time I take a sip. Yep, we're getting some uh, great messages in tonight. Uh, I think uh, I don't know whether this guy's been involved before. Uh, Yelfer, uh, how cool! Endless stories in a bottle, a bit Arabian Nights. I would imagine it is. It's a, it's a bit like uh, when you started talking. There's a bit like a salty old sea dog drinking out of a bottle and, and reminiscing about stuff, Marty. This is it. I mean, what's the point of of having stuff like this if it's not about building memories and about building that? I mean, the important as I as you get older, and, and I'm obviously an awful lot older than you, Justin. <coughs> yes, you, you do. You do. You do look it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm going to wear my toupee next week to make sure. 
<laughs> you need your hat on again. You need your hat on again. Well, I have, I have my hat there, but I, I, I didn't put it on. But caught a bit of the sun today. I was down at Oxford Island. Uh, yeah. Yes. I was, yeah. I was in Carl building a greenhouse. Yeah. Anyway, uh, as you get older, you do get more sentiment. You do kind of think, hark back to this old sort of halcyon days as a kid, you know, and, and you know, and it all, it all does, it starts to mean more, you know, and yeah. I'm going to ask the question, we were talking today about, about Buckfast uh, at Darkshire Island for some strange reason, because it's, they were going to run out of it in Lurgan because of the uh, lockdown. <laughs> uh, what, what, what was your first drink? I would say the first drink I had a drink of was maybe a whiskey or maybe a sherry. Well, what, what did you first have a drink of, a beer or something like that there? My first drink, my first drink was vodka. Vodka? Um, I, rem I remember that. <laughs> I remember drinking vodka out of a Lucasian bottle when when I was about thirteen. I'm not proud of this, kids, and, and I do want to say something before we go tonight because uh -huh. I think it's, but I was about thirteen and I had vodka out of a Lucasian bottle. Um, I thought it would put me off drinking for the rest of my life, but well, didn't. <laughs> All right, uh, you spot good look. Is it for me? Because I love look. Is it actually? Uh, gotta say hello to a couple of other people watching tonight. Uh, let me see. Yule Price uh, is watching tonight. Hello to you, Yule, uh, and uh, Peter McCabe as well. Uh, Sherman Wright, uh, Brenda Russell uh, as well. Uh, Trevor Watson as well. Uh, good evening to you. Uh, but uh, somebody's angry. It's maybe because we're promoting drink. <laughs> <laughs> Which has probably hit the wrong thing by mistake, uh, as, as, as you do. They're all awfully close together, and my big fat fin fingers hit the, hit the wrong thing. Uh, if, if you like, if you'd like to get in touch with us and ask Marty any question about uh, whiskey tonight, we're talking infinity, which is basically the fact that. Uh, the way the Solera method goes is you always have a little bit of the original whiskey in the bottle the same way as you do with bread that's made with the, the sort of sourdough method, you know, that's a million years old or something like that. There, It's a rather curious curious way. Uh, do you think scientists try to recreate the Solera method by analysing it, Morty? Well, there is a new thing um, which I, I've read up on uh, quite recently about artificial aging of whiskey. Um, using laser where, beams? Using laser beams is this? Is it? Quite possibly. <laughs> using laser beams and, and I don't know, the, 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 the Large Hadron Collider or whatever it is. There's some method that they say that they can bring in these, these uh, heavy compounds, these different compounds. I It probably works quite well uh, to a point. Um, so it, I think it. I think you'll, you'll you'll start to see a lot more experiment as these new whiskey distilleries appear all across the world. You're going to start seeing an awful lot more of this kind of thing, you know. Yes, I, I must admit that. Yes, yeah, science tries to uh, sort of scientific expertise trying trying to match uh, sort of expertise that you can't learn from a book sort of thing, I think, yeah. Uh, Peter McCabe says, no hats this week, please. He doesn't want me to put on a hat. That's a good move. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. Right. Uh, I, I don't put on the hat. <laughs> nope. 
I won't put her on the hat. Maybe that, that's why we lost listeners viewers week before. Uh, they thought it was hats. hats. Let me see. Let me see. What, 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 what's this saying? Uh, if you ever pass this way, Marty, I will let you try my 50-year-old my Glen Gant distilled the year I was born. Most people get a newspaper from the year they're born. Where, where does Mark Kerr live? Google it. Where does he live? I don't know, but I hear the sound of diesel going in my car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, would, 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 would that be one that you would have to try? I mean, it, that's 50-year-old. I mean, it, that's uh, 1968, is it, or something like that, is it? No, no, 19... I'm not very good at working back the way, Marty. Do this you're, you're not, your numeracy is not great, Justin. It's, it's 1970, buddy. Oh, is it? All right, all right. Uh, <laughs> is it? Well, 1970... What, what what would that be like? What would what, what would that be like? I would, I should imagine it would be. It would probably it would have a very 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 long um, finish to it. Here here he's given us the exact. He's maybe Mark. Whatever you do, don't type the postcode in here because we'll get struck off by Facebook. Don't type your postcode in. But he's typing in the year nineteen fifty seven. Oh. Oh, 1957. So uh, Marty's <laughs> ordering a taxi as we speak now. <laughs> 1957. I'm, I'm, I'm nearly, I've nearly got on the bike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 you know, you, you'd get there in time for Sunday breakfast, you know. Uh, 1957. Wow. Yeah. Now that's some, uh, that's some, uh, that's some whiskey. What, what, Mark, someone cares about you quite a lot, my friend. Well done. Well done. Right. Yes, that is a, that's a lovely thing. That is yeah. a lovely thing. Uh, See, this is what I mean about whiskey. This is a, this is why you, you you can buy these and you can buy stuff like this and have it f forever. Um, and that's why I, I have a few bottles in there that are, are they're well. I have a bottle that my great aunt had, a bottle of Royal Salute Twenty One. Where she got it from, I have no idea because she doesn't. She she drank a baby sham in like nineteen seventy eight and. It's she still suffered from a hangover. <laughs> right. <laughs> she says to me, here, you know, I have this, you know, do you want it? Do you want to pay with it? And I have it. And I've yeah. never opened um, But it's that kind of thing that it kind of, it means something. It's important. Uh, and when I do eventually crack it open, every single time I take a little sip of that, I'll think of my, my aunt. It was who, it was. This one was bought for uh, Mark Kerr's 50th birthday. Yeah. Now, Mar Marty, uh, you can't see it because it's so small, right? I okay. want you to guess how much a bottle of that costs. Mm. Have a guess. Now, I haven't typed it in for you or anything. I'm not speaking in your ear, but, you know, but how much did that cost? It's very small there. Uh, I don't know. I'm going to say... £1,500. Wow. That is pretty much on the money. Well, let me see. We'll put the solo on. There we go. £1,600. <laughs> I thought I was going to make myself look like an no, idiot. Look, look, look at that. <laughs> you're a very lucky man. I can tell you that much. That that there yeah, for your I'm quite proud of myself for that, actually. It's absolutely Excellent a fantastic present to have. Uh, yeah, listen. If if, if, <laughs> if 
if you're if you're talking about infinity, right? And you're all, we talked a bit about the investments last week, yeah. And the people bringing whiskey out, you know, to, to be to be exclusive, yeah. a bit like you know, people wanting to be exclusive, and they're they're bringing these things out that are just exclusive, right? What would you buy now that isn't exclusive? That's going to be worth that kind of money in fifty years' time, twenty seventy. Predict, predict for us tonight. If I was, <laughs> there's lots of uh, batch number ones coming out of the Irish distilleries at the minute, and that's why you asked me the other day about uh, the Waterford Distillery um, bringing out. Back, did I get a bottle of it? No, because it was just snapped up like that. That'll probably be worth a reasonable amount of money but there are bottles floating about at the minute single cask stuff that is um dunville's px the 12 year old px cask strength um it'll be worth a fair whack i don't know in a few years time um and there's a few other bottlings about that that probably would end up being that but irish whiskey doesn't have you would i would Doubt if there's a 53 year old cask of Irish whiskey in existence. Now, there may be, there's a very, very, very few of them. Um, yeah. So you'll, you'll have to wait 50 years before you can get a 50 year old one, probably. Okay. I'm with you. I'm with you. Maybe. You know what I mean? It just, it just doesn't, just really doesn't exist. Right. So we've got about five minutes left tonight, ladies and gentlemen. We've had a excellent uh, sort of review into the Infinity Solera Method. In the last five minutes, if you'd like to ask Marty any questions, uh, always get in touch uh, through the main uh, page, which is facebook.com stroke Irish Risk Review Live. That's the best way to see us uh, mm -hmm. and, and get in touch with us. Uh, listen, uh, Mark, she said, I was around 300 at the time, was bought by my wife and daughter as a combined birthday and Christmas present. Very, very, very good. Yes. Is, is that not a better Christmas present? Is that not a much better present than, than buying, I don't know, a, a, a pair of socks and a shirt? You know, I mean, what a present. What a nice thing to get. Well, you know, you can spend three hundred pound in a Gore-Tex jacket. Now, it used to be when you bought a Gore-Tex jacket, you still had it in thirty years' time. But now, when you buy a Gore-Tex jacket, you're lucky you have it in two. You know what I mean? That's a, that's a sponsorship deal with Gore-Tex out the window, Justin. Uh, no, no, <laughs> I'm not worried. If Gore-Tex won, this isn't this isn't a camping video. If the, if we did camping videos, I would be saying Gore-Tex is brilliant. But if you notice, we're always honest about the whiskies. We do. Um, we try to be as honest as possible. Um, I, I mean, it is basically down to, to, to personal taste and all that kind of stuff. But when you're getting bought a present that you can actually, I, I think there's something totally different about having something that you can taste and ingest. That that in that regard, whiskey's kind of unique because you can you can have it for for years and years and years and years and years, and and. Uh, Mark can taste it, can have a little bit of his birthday present for 20 years, you know, and, and I think that's wonderful. I think that's wonderful. Yeah, I think I think that is uh, is wonderful. Right, before we go, I, I want you to run through uh, sort of 
I don't know whether there's anything left because I looked and it's it's almost completely sold out, right? But you mightn't be able to do the tasting, but Belfast Whiskey Week is on at the yeah. minute. We have been lucky enough to, to be able to see some of the stuff. You're you're in it, of course. Explain yeah. to me what you're doing, when you're doing it, and if people can find something that's left there, they, they might be able to get the stuff in time and they'll also be able to see your presentation because I mean, yours is going to be one of the best. I mean, are you on for eight hours or something like that, Marty? I guess seven. Now, I've all, I do have to have a couple of breaks. There's a little, there's a few other bits and pieces happening during that seven hours. It's not just me wittering away annoying, <laughs> basically annoying people for, for, for seven hours. No, it's uh, it's going to be, uh, there'll be some music, there's lots of distilleries. Uh, so this is on Monday. Now, there will be a sort of after- thing if you like where, where people will be able to see some stuff that happened during the, the festival uh, later on um as it stands there is still some boxes left for later on uh, in the week they, they, they obviously finish off before the first of august yeah and still some stuff if people want to go on it has to be it's only people from northern ireland unfortunately because there's just just not enough time to get the other stuff out uh Lots and lots of exclusive stuff, things that are totally, totally unique to, to the festival. Uh, and as I say, hopefully, hopefully, this is this is only the second year of this. And whenever you see what has been put on, I mean, there are people who have just pulled out all the stops for. for I tell you what, they were trying the uh, red breast tonight, and obviously uh, we, we get treated to red breast sometimes. I I've had it uh, the twelve and the twenty one at the top of the uh, uh, observatory at the Grand Central Hotel, and I, I think I told you this before that we went in uh, and we sat down, and they said, "What should we have?" And they wanted to get something from uh, you know down south, and I says, no, no, listen, uh, get, you know, get, get the red breast, you know, get the red breast, you'll, you'll be, you'll be flying away with it, and uh, they basically uh, hadn't had it before, right, okay, uh, notice I didn't dish the brand that they were going to get, <laughs> in case they do want to sponsor it, uh, but they says, they were over the moon, do you know, do you know, do you know, they, they bought, every, they actually wanted to buy the coach driver, some of it, <laughs> and I says, no, he's driving the coach. Uh, that's maybe not a good idea. And uh, we, we, red breast, red. I love this bottle. This this red breast twenty one. It's fabulous stuff. Absolutely wonderful. Um, and uh, as a as a quality product, that this this is quite expensive, but it's not unobtainable. You know, people can see about and buy this as a couple couple of hundred but about 150 to 170 pound a ball yeah. um well this holds very special sort of memories for me this particular ball um and that's why it ends up in the infinity ball and it goes well uh well joe mcgowan was doing the tasting there tonight and it was absolutely fascinating that's belfast whiskey week we have got to leave it there because we overrun tonight as usual uh we forgot about the time i better say some of these mentions to some of these other people before we go uh mark kirsten thanks again for a, a fantastic uh talk and a fantastic idea the infinity bottles excellent idea uh also enjoyable and uh educational as always thanks you guys there's frank hearn i wonder if he's still in fermana is he? he's probably probably doesn't want to say he's in fermana in case uh we we turn up at his uh chalet uh and i have a 4.5 liter with a small 
amount left. It's going to be infinity and beyond. There you go. He's he's picked one. Yes. To infinity beyond. I think Toy Story will be soonest now because we said <laughs> to infinity and beyond. But I think that's been said before. All right. A very good evening, Murray. Uh, catch you soon. Uh, I, okay, guys. I'll talk to you again soon. All right. Night-night. Take care, guys.